you so much for joining me on, I think this is going to be episode four of my Beyond the Curve, the Curiosity podcast, talking with business people, people who interest me. And you and I met back when I was getting my broker's fingerprints and background check done. You did that for me. And then, lo and behold, you became a member of our Rotary Club. Yes, sir. And the Rotary on the Ridge in Lake Wales. But we're in Frostproof. I'm wearing the Frostproof Bulldogs red in honor of the Bulldogs. But today I'm actually meeting with Maria Tremenio. Very good. From One Stop Public Services in Frostproof. And we're going to talk about why and how and where she came from. So, Maria, welcome. Thank you, Heath, for having me here. I really enjoy your company. I really appreciate the time that you've taken to uh, create this podcast for our office. It's been an honor, so I'm really um, pleased to have you here. I hope you know it goes very well. And I remember. <laughs> I remember us talking at Rotary, and I talked to you about it. And you're like, "I'll do it. I'll do it." And I'm like, "Fantastic!" Because I have. I am curious. That's the whole purpose of this Beyond the Curve part is in Beyond the Curve, you're always looking what's around the corner because that's what's next. Right. And I found you through getting some certification for my career and also through Rotary. And it was like, wait, how does someone end up starting a business in Frostproof? So. I've got some questions, and I would just love to dive into a conversation as to kind of who Maria is and how you ended up here. Sounds great. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. So once again, we're at One Stop Public Services. Um, Maria has operated this. How long have you been here now? So I've been here since November of last year. I started uh, One Stop Public Services way before November. Uh, One Stop Public Services was a creation that I came up with while I was still going to college. I started this idea. Um, Let's start off with my logo. So my logo starts off with a circle and then an octagon. So the circle has a yin-yang, which signifies positive and negative uh, things that we go through in life, Mm -hmm. um, whether they're positive and negative, it's still our life circle. And then you have the yellow, um, which is the outer area of the octagon. And that area right there pretty much uh, signifies our directions in life. There's different directions. It's still within our lives, but it's the outer area of those directions, like our issues, our social issues, our personal issues, our um, financial issues. They're all the outer area of what our internal life is. And pretty much the yellow means that there is a resolution to our problems so yes we have our positive our negatives and our resolutions and that's where our yin yang and octagon pretty much comes from and that was a very uh and and it it was a very insightful moment because we had to uh when i was creating the logo i had to create an idea Mm. right but Mm -hmm. i didn't know what my idea was yet i didn't have the certifications that i have now but I had the idea. So it was like a light bulb that was about to get lit. It just wasn't lit yet. So it was in your mind before it came to yes, be. Yes, sir. Because you and I actually discussed when I came down to get my fingerprints, 
you and I discussed your logo because I'm a huge fan of the yin yang sign that you know there's there's good and the evil and there's bad and the good and 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 then you educated me on the outer parts of that too and and I just thought oh that so that was one intriguing part before I ever knew that you and I would sit down and do this right. that was one intriguing part and so I appreciate that explanation because people are curious as to where do logos come from? Like, right. you know, there was no such thing as Nike until they created Nike. Google's not even a real word, but it's now one of the most popular companies in the world. So right. these logos that, that are created for companies, they are just what they are. And then there's an explanation for the reason. Right. Michelle and I use the flying pig. That is our logo because... We're huge fans of um, Icarus. You never fly too close to the sun. Well, the true story of Icarus is, if you really read the full story, not only did his dad not want him to fly too close to the sun because of the wax wings, he also didn't want him to fly too close to the water because of the moisture. So the full story is, is you want to spread your wings, and people say, well, that'll never happen until pigs fly. So we just went ahead and made the pig fly. Mm, so, that was beautiful. So that's our, that's our that's why Michelle and Trey Real Estate uses the flying pig logo, and so it's nice to be able to have someone explain their logo and be able to say mm, that's why we do what we that's do. That's why we do what we yeah, do. Yeah, and, and that's right. So that's people always wonder like, why do you have this logo? And it's because dreams do come true. Right. Right. And, and your logo is there is a resolution for the good and the bad. That's right. So there is a resolution for the good and the bad, but we always have these issues that are social prejudice, that are uh, financial issues, that sometimes we let our um, mental state drown in them because we don't find a way to get to get them resolved. Right, right. And that's what we're here. We're here to help and assist um, people that are unable to figure out what they need to do and then we help them in those areas well let's dive in a little more to who maria is where i did a i did very little background because i like coming in blind and learning Mm -hmm. but i did i did see where you went to college got your degree you're a paralegal you're there's so many avenues that you could have gone how did maria become who maria is to be in frostproof right now well, Trey, that's a very good question because, again, I started a long time ago. It's not something that I just started now. Um, when I went to school, I went to school to be um, to become a lawyer. Okay. I wanted to become an attorney. So when I went to school, I was a high school dropout at that moment and uh, in 2001. And I decided that I wanted to go back to school to do legal work. So I went into the criminal justice um, uh, school of justice in Miami-Dade, and they assisted me with completing my GED and my high school, which I did within 10 days. And our course was supposed to be for three months, but (laughs) they said, no, you're ready to go take the test. And I did. Um, so I went ahead and I did that, and then um, I registered for my AA, and I had I have a, an associate in arts in pre-law. Okay. So I already knew that this is the career that I wanted to get into. However, I had higher uh, a higher vision, not knowing what God had in plan for me. Um, from then, I went um, 
through a couple of struggles in life. I went through my divorce, had my third child, and then afterwards was separated from um, my ex-husband. But then I decided that I wanted to go a little, a little further. So while I was single, I did my bachelor's degree in criminal justice, public safety administration. So I, um, my level of education is up to my bachelor's degree. However, I'm looking to get into a master's program or a PhD program to either become a professor in the future, um, teaching criminal justice, yeah. or um, become a mediator. But that's something that I'm still in the, in the works of which route do I want to continue going. So the struggles, we can dive in far sh shallow, however, I don't, I don't care how, what they were, I care if, how did those shape you? How did they shape you to want to do more? Because, you know, there's that story, two kids, they have the same father, the father's an alcoholic, one becomes a successful business person, the other one becomes an alcoholic. Correct. And the successful business person says, well, my dad was an alcoholic, so I didn't want to be that. And then the other kid says, my dad was an alcoholic, so that's what I was going to become. Right. How did you decide you had children, you dropped out of school, you, 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 you succeeded. What drove you to want to go that route instead? Well, I would say the um, being single and, hey, you know, either I look for a husband, right, that is going to maintain me but i've already been married for 15 years so really did i really want to do that all over hey, again we're tough to handle <laughs> i said that's not for me i think um what i really wanted to do was be more independent and be um you know it, we were in an era in the 90s and the 2000s where women are you know being more proactive of yes. being independent. Yeah, so, that was kind of that first start of that wave, yeah. Right. So I thought, you know, I can't stay stay behind. I got to do this all on my own. Okay. So okay. that's what that's what drove me, you know, the necessities pretty much, yeah. you know. So yeah. the career path, you you do the degrees, you obviously there were struggles with having three children, being a single mom, going to school. The, the, that in itself is massive accomplishment accomplishment yeah, so you. that's cool what was there a moment in that time period that kind of said I'm doing the right thing or was there and was there a moment that you were like I don't know if I can do this mm, I think every day there is a moment where I tell myself I don't know if I can do this Trey every single day but I still get up and I do it okay. and I think the most important thing about um your doings is your commitment. If you commit to something and you continue to do it, no matter how many times you have, you know, those doubts that say, oh, I don't think I can do this anymore. Do I really want to get up and do this? It's your commitment to what you're doing that helps you get up and helps you get going through your day to do what you need to do. Um, this is a calling for me. This is not something that, oh, I just decided to. To me, I think that when I was going to school, I met an incredible judge, Judge Goldstein. He is the advocate, well, he was the advocate judge for the drug program and the drug courts in um, Miami-Dade. And walking into his chamber and speaking to him about, you know, certain things that were going on in my life, that is 
the most impactful moment of my life where I said, this is what I want to do. Meeting Judge Goldstein in Miami-Dade Drug Courthouse, um, not for me. Yeah. It was more for my ex-husband and stuff like that. But meeting him was the most impactful moment in my life because okay. I, when I met him, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. Does he know what you're doing now? No, he passed away oh, a okay. long time okay. ago. Okay. Yeah, he passed away, but he was one of the reasons why I am here today. Very yeah. good. Very good. And I think those are the things, the humanizing of, we see businesses mm -hmm. and we see the business operate. We don't actually know the human or the humans that are running those businesses. And I think the humanization of the person. Who is, who is Maria? Like, yeah, there's this business. Great, you offer these services. We don't even know how you got here. Right. Most of us don't really care. As long as you get my fingerprints done and get my documents <laughs> done, right. we don't care. But but there's part of us that are like... How did you get in here? Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's the part that I want to open up to right. other people is, who are these people? And, right. and what are they doing? And, and learn the inside about it. So we've learned who you are and how you got kind of here into the yeah. legal field um <laughs> let's jump ahead so we're at one we're in the offices of one stop public services um like i said i've used your services right before we started a gentleman came in to have something done and and it it is a place that offers a a wide breadth of tools that we need so right. can you can you kind of talk about what you offer and why those are services that you are are able to offer. Right. Because I think it's, some of them make sense. And then some of them are like, oh, I didn't know you did that. Right. So explain to us kind of what you do here. Okay. So um, I started off as a paralegal. Um, I've been working as a paralegal since 2008. And I became a certified paralegal with the Florida Bar in 2012. Um, that's when I graduated with my bachelor's degree. So I graduated with my bachelor's degree and I said, well, I have a bachelor's degree. What do I do with this? <laughs> so I found out through the uh, Florida Bar that uh, I could become a Florida registered paralegal to work directly with attorneys um, by certifying myself. In order for you to get certified, I had to get uh, the attestation from the attorneys that I had worked for, and I had to have at least minimum four years of experience plus a bachelor's degree. Well, I had the bachelor's degree, and I had three years of work experience. Uh. So I spoke to my attorney that I was working at that time, and I told them that I really wanted to get the paralegal certificate, and he worked with me on getting my paralegal certificate and he did his attestations and we did everything that we needed to submit to the Florida Bar. So that was my first certificate after I got my bachelor's degree was my paralegal certificate um, based on experience and based on the bachelor's degree. Then I went into the National Notary Association and I became a notary public. A notary public pretty much is a certificate through the Department of State with um, whoever the governor was at that time. Now we have uh, DeSantis, who is our governor, and he's the one who handles all of our requirements and all of that as to what we are supposed to be doing for the, uh, as a notary and for the Department of State. So pretty much my boss, when people ask me, 
Who's your boss, Maria? Well, I say my boss is Ron DeSantis. That's my, that's my boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the only yeah. one who I need to give an explanation to. <laughs> yeah, that's a true statement. True statement. <laughs> so then after that, I um, opened up uh, to doing services while I was working with the attorneys um, for the public. I opened up um, doing notary services. Then I got certified with the National Notary Association, and these are two different departments. The National Notary Association is nationwide, and the Department of State is only, well, for the Florida Department of State, it's only for the notary publics. But the Department of um, National Notary Association allows us to go a little broad with our certificates, which is doing um, closings for title agencies, real estate attorneys, um, so what we do is that we do closings. We do we uh, receive your packages from the title agencies mm -hmm. when you're buying or selling a home, and we when we receive those, we schedule the appointment with you, and we are the ones who close your file. We send that to the title agency. The title agency sends all of the required documents to the lender, and then the lender does your closing for your property. So without a notary public. Pretty much all those closings wouldn't occur. A notary public must sign those closings. Okay. So that's that was one of the biggest eye openers for me. I became um, loan signing agent in 2021. I started doing research about it in 2020, and then when I started doing those services, that's when life changed completely. Um, yes, I was still working with uh, attorneys, consumer debt defense, and in that has to do with consumer debt defense. I know from the top of my head to, like, yeah, <laughs> anything from the FCRA and the uh, FDCPA, which is the uh, Fair Credit Credit Reporting Act, um, the debts acts, and you know, and stuff like that, HIPAAs and. Um, RESPAs, RESPAs is the real estate acts mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So we, I, I was able to gain a lot of um, knowledge based on federal regulations. So when I started doing all of the testings, I already knew a lot of those terminologies. So I scored really high on the exams for the uh, for the real estate um, loan signing exams that we, we that we had for the National Notary Association. And I immediately got my certificates. So it was it was an experience, yeah. but it was an experience that I didn't that I said, Oh wow, this seems easy. I know this information. I know what a closing statement is. I know what a disclosure is. I know what a uh uh Patriot Act, you know, what it yeah. entails, what your require what my requirements were to verify your identifications because I had already been doing that as a notary public and as a paralegal. So I already knew those terminologies and they became a little easier. So they kind of fit in with one another. They kind of fit yeah. in with one So we've another. got the notary public, we've got the loan closing. Uh, basically, you're, is it mobile closer? Is that about right? Yeah, okay. there's, a, there's, a, there's a terminology as a mobile notary, but um, I don't to mobile services unless they are worth yes. it. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, no, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of, that's kind of the gist of right. it. So, cause sometimes we'll have people come into the office. Like if we have, for instance, we had a closing last week, the closing was in Tampa. Our buyers were in Lake Wales. They sent a mobile closer to the office to right. do it at the, instead of making them drive to 
Tampa. Right. So it's similar to very similar. those services where right. you can you can approve the documents signed and everything. So correct for for the for us lay people who may not understand all the technology. That's kind of what it is. Right. In that. So what else do we offer? Because I, I like I said, I have my fingerprints done here. Yes. For services. Yes, sir. And you were I saw something on your website about you can do passport stuff. Yes. Okay. So well, hit us up with that. So it gets right. So you, you it, do just, a lot. it just it just gets deeper and deeper yes. into what we do, right? So we started off with the paralegal, the notary services, and then loan signing agencies. So after that, I contacted in twenty. Uh, let me see. We're in twenty twenty three, twenty twenty two. Okay. So at the end of twenty twenty one, I would say November, December. Before I, you go on, by the way, all successful businesses that start during times of crisis seem to explode and grow. When did you actually start this business? Last year in November. During the COVID during, stuff. Yeah. Well, right technically after. I started back in 2012, but officially the business didn't yeah. start um, here in this location until November of uh, 2022. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the dreams, the aspirations. So don't be scared like right now we're going through a crazy time if you got it and you want it go get it go maria get is it. a great Don't example stop. of mm -hmm. maria is a great example of if the time is right it's probably not right when the time seems wrong it's probably time it's probably the time so sorry i didn't mean to stop you from there but it just hit me that you mm -hmm. were like oh, yeah i was thinking about this and with 2021 and i'm like we're in, we were in the middle of a pandemic at that yeah. point, so. Yes, sir. Yes. We were in the middle of a pandemic, but from 2018, way before the pandemic, I was working remotely mm. because I moved here. So I was okay. working with my attorneys and my attorneys were down south in uh, South Florida. So, um, and I'm talking about Hollywood and um, Vero Beach, uh, West Palm Beach. Those are the attorneys, okay. the law firms. That's where they're at, mm -hmm. the ones that I work with. Um, so I was already working with the attorneys remotely okay. and I was doing the side work on, um, you know, whether I was traveling to the uh, signers or whatnot, or I was having people come to my house. You know, there was a time that in the pandemic that I was having people yeah. come to my house and I had a whole entire home office and all of that. But then I got tired of being home. And <laughs> as so then, you know, then I decided to contact this FBI agent who gave me an idea about doing fingerprints and then I contacted this other agent who's a retired agent and he told me well you need some certifications and I said what do I need he said well are you a police officer or a sheriff I said no I'm not I'm not I'm not I haven't I've been to the police academy because I have a criminal justice degree yeah. from Miami-Dade with a uh, you know a bachelor's degree with um, criminal justice, and he said, "Well, that's a foot in the door. Well, how about we start finding out if you could do this type of services?" Yeah. And sure enough, we started doing um, research, and um, because of my degree, again because of my bachelor's degree, I was able to get into the FDLE program and the FBI program to be able to be a vendor 
for the FDLE. And that's FDLE, it's for the Department of Law Enforcement. If a lot of people ask me, who is the FDLE? Yeah. It's the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. So I do all of my fingerprints electronically through the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. The system automatically sends it to the FBI through the APHIS program. Then they send it back to the FDLE. And then from the FDLE, they send it to the department that's requesting the fingerprints. In your situation, it was the Department of Business and um, Regulations, mm -hmm. right? The mm -hmm. FLTBPR. Um, the FLTBPR has different departments. In yours, it was the real estate department. Mm -hmm. So we were, we needed to make sure that when we receive your information, that these records go to the right department. So I don't know if you remember, Trey, but I kept on asking you, do you have an ORI number? <laughs> O-R-I, Oscar Romeo Igloo. Pretty much that's the number that we need to transfer your information to the appropriate department. Without that number, we can't do your fingerprints, yeah. and without your uh, fingerprints, you can't get your license. No, <laughs> no, and, and honestly, it was I, I. I'm old, so I remember rolling the fingers in ink and doing it. And now, she's very gentle. There's you can clean your hands. It's digital. You don't have to get dirty anymore. Right. And guess what? If you screw one up, you can just redo it. Yeah, and and it's okay. And it's, that is a great service. I don't think many people in this area realize because for a lot of us to get stuff done, we have to go to Lakeland. Mm -hmm. Well, in this area, Lakeland's 45 minutes to an hour away. Mm -hmm. Guess what, guys? We have it here. You can literally drive 15 minutes if you're in Lake Wales, come down to Frostproof, go eat at one of the cool little restaurants, come down see Maria, get your fingerprints done. And if you want a slaw burger, you can go to P&J's. P&J's, yeah. Yep, get a slaw burger and, and have some fun with life. But yeah. you can get all these done right here. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to come down too is because you're here offering services that we can't get in our area mm -hmm. most of the time. Right. So, all right, so we got, we have, where do we, we've got now our fingerprints. Yeah. And so, we did loan signing. Yeah, we did Where the we signing, the FDLE fingerprints, the paralegal, the notary public. Background uh, checks. Background checks. Yes, so that we was did, another one. We did two types of background checks, okay. and both of them are through the FDLE. Okay. So there's a level one, which level one pretty means that we're going to do a background check statewide. So we do it through their system, but then I go a little in-depth. I also do a, a check in the um, supervised uh, offenders list. And I also do an additional search on any probate, I'm sorry, in any parolees um, um, list. Okay. So pretty much what that means is that I go to the Department of State and I check your name also to see if you're in the parole probation, which is a supervised or if you've been incarcerated before and it'll give me the uh, criminal history. If you find my name, let me know because <laughs> I'm always curious. I'm going to say something. I don't go around checking unless you give me a purpose to. <laughs> oh, that's, 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 that's called honor. I appreciate right. that. But, you know, yeah. we all are curious. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I-9. What's I-9? Okay. So, we are going back to this past year, right? So, last year was when I did the FDLE with the fingerprints and all of that. So, at the end of last year, this is already... Uh, 
2021 starting 22 so it's the year before last um starting 2022 i said i want to open up an office so like that i don't have people coming over to my house and you know doing services for my house we were we were just getting off the pandemic and i had already been working in my house for about four years so i said i need an office but what else can i offer mm -hmm. it, i mean notary services is not enough yeah. to have an office right but it's it's a license to open up an office is just not enough that's not gonna get you through the day you have to add several additional services right so i uh contacted at that time canon and i said i want to do a print shop in the middle of nowhere and they laughed at me and they said why would you want to do that and i said because Every time I have to print a loan signing document, which is about 120 pages, I have to drive all the way to Sebring, which is 27 miles south, or all the way to Winter Haven, which is another 22 miles north, just to get copies. You know, it's taking me 45 minutes to go, spending mm -hmm. another 20 minutes at the print shop, another 45 minutes to come back. We're talking about two, two and a half hours of just, just to go make copies, Yeah, you know? So I said, is there anything closer? And I started finding out that there's, there was a couple of print shops that at that time, I think Stacy's was closing, Almighty mm -hmm. wasn't doing um, the printouts, they were just doing shirts at that moment. And I started going to different print shops to see what they did and what they offered, just in case there's competition, yeah. you know? You want to know who your competition is. For sure. You always want to know that. <laughs> For sure. I check it out every day. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that. I started doing legwork search. I do all of my research by myself. I pretty much go online. I do, uh, I create a list of where everything is at and then I start driving to those locations and I meet people and I am very, I'm not a social butterfly, but I, when, it, when I'm adamant, I'm going for it, you know, and I was adamant. I knew that this is what I wanted to do. So I went ahead and I went other routes. I didn't go with Canon, but I bought my printing uh, equipment. Okay. And that's how the print shop came, came on about. I have a graphics designer, a web designer and all of that. So we were able to do our print system um, and our print system pretty much has copies, printing, scans and faxes, faxes. People still fax. People still fax. Our latest client that you just yeah. saw walk in. Yeah. That's what he came in for, to fax. To fax. Yes. Medical offices still require you to fax documents. Uh, Department of State uh, offices still require you to fax documents. IRS still requires you to fax documents. I'm going to laugh. You're going to laugh. My mother um, needed some insurance claim stuff. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I have to fax it. I said, Mom will they accept a file she's like you don't understand it's too much to send i'm like michelle can make a zip file can it be scanned and emailed well let me ask oh yeah i said i didn't even know an office still accept facts she's like well because there's so many papers they'll they would accept facts so we at our home office my wife god bless her amazing. <laughs> she scanned scanned and scanned and scanned and then made a zip file so that we could send this to my mom's insurance company but the fax thing 
I'm astonished, not to take away business, I'm just astonished that with all the technology we have, you still dial a number and send something through the wire versus just sticking it on a stick and sending it. Mm -hmm. But it is astonishing because that fax was probably 50 pages. Mm -hmm. It would have cost a dollar per page. Yeah, so 50 bucks to, mm -hmm. to fax that mm -hmm. versus us being able to just make a zip file. Because we were going to do it from our office, but it's like, can we just do it from home and just scan it? And But mm -hmm. if, that, if it's necessary, there is a service for it because mm -hmm. not all of us have fax machines at That's our house right. or, or have offices because guess what? If I work at Weikert Ford or not to throw out Weikert Ford or anybody else, but if I work at a local company, they're not just going to let me come in and fax it. No. So right. to have that available service is something that people need. This gentleman that came in, mm -hmm. he needed that faxed off. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome that, yes. that it's available and there's still things that it's necessary for. Well, it's still the safest and most protected source of communication. So what that means is that I, I mentioned earlier, I'm an identity theft, like consumer debt, defense, mm -hmm. uh, paralegal. So what that means is that um, with hackers nowadays getting into your computers, getting into your systems, um, you know, uh, breaking into your email and stealing your records and that's how they get your information. They don't even need to take the information. They just need to go through it. Yeah. Faxes is still the most safest form of communication. Yeah. When doctor's offices are asking you to send in a fax, it's not because they want to make your life impossible. It's because those documents that you're faxing over to them contain the most personal yeah. information about you it's forget about your date of birth and forget about um your name and your address i'm talking about the most personal talking about what illnesses you have what diseases you have what medications you're taking you don't want people yeah. out there you know even though it might not be a secret or maybe you talk about it with your significant others or you talk about it with your friends it's still private yeah very private, and there are laws that protect those that privacy. So when doctors' offices are asking you to fax something, they're not telling you that because they want to make your life impossible. They're trying to protect your identity and the most personal information yeah. that you could possibly have. And the fact that you just said that and put it in that those terms, it makes a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. Like honestly, for someone like myself and my wife and my daughter, and we're like. Good Lord, can we just, I'll just bring it to you. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it, it, me trying to fax this to you is going to take me, I'll, I'll just drive it up to you. Right. But it makes sense. It, mm -hmm. it truly does when you're talking about that personal of information. Mm -hmm. that there are people that we don't need to know that information. No. Or they don't need other people to know that information. Mm -hmm. So that's that's very important. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Have we, so we have what else, what else do we have? What else do uh, we offer? So we talked about passports, right? Yes, passports, yes. that's the most intriguing one of our hottest services here. So what we do here, uh, as a paralegal, I complete and fill out uh, uh, Florida approved and um, US Supreme approved court forms and forms that are approved by the Department of State. What does that mean? When you look at a form, let's say, um, your passport forms, mm -hmm. right? The form is already 
self-created by the government. It has a date and it has an expiration date and it says up to when, which date you could use that form. They have a serial number in the bottom. Now the new codes, um, the new forms also have a QR code in the bottom mm -hmm. or they have an IQ code, code in the bottom, right? Well, those codes signify a lot in that document. It's pretty much what um, how the Department of State knows whether your forms are uh, being, where they're being created, where it's coming from, and how it's being, um, all of the information is in those little codings and stuff like that, right? So the forms are already self-created. The majority of the people don't get their passport because they don't know how to fill out the form. Really? Yeah. The majority of the people say, oh, I don't know what supporting documents I need to submit with that form i mean it says it in the instructions yeah. but a lot of people don't like to read that information yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it's frustrating my daughter she expedited hers to go on her last trip and it was and, and it's not anybody's fault it's where we are right now but it's a long process and we, I, you can speak to this if you want to get a passport start now yeah because it's a long process. Yes. So right now, the Department of State is taking any, anywhere between 10 to 14 weeks. That's what they say. Um, 10 to 14 weeks for them to send you your passport on a normal basis. Um, to expedite, it's an additional $65 apart from the regular USCI, um, yeah, the Department of State cost, which is $130 for your passport. So it's an additional $65. Now we're talking about quite some money here yeah. because it starts adding up. If you're a first time passport holder, then you also have to take it to the acceptance location. That's an additional $35. If you come to do all of the services here with us, we still abide by those fees, but you get an additional $65 because now um, those $65 cover our services for us to, for the time that we're taking to complete your application. It also covers any copies um, that we need to provide, like your driver's license, your uh, your original birth certificate has to be provided, and if you've been through a divorce, your divorce decree, and if you changed your name, then the name changed order and stuff. So it starts it, yeah. it, it starts building up, right? It's not your just your regular um, uh, application. You have to add your supporting documents. Well, if you're doing a renewal, you need to submit is your your old book yeah, and your ID. That's it. And hopefully you can find it because guess what? <laughs> I can't find mine. I just need to get mine renewed. Yeah. I was going to come see you. I need to get mine renewed. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and how is that affecting you? For, I guess it's 2025, which is ironic. My birthday, I have to get my license renewed in May of 2025. Mm -hmm. I have to by May 7th. 12 days before I actually have to get my license renewed, I have to get that stupid star. Mm -hmm. Is that affecting your documentation or is that making it easier because everybody's going to have the same documentation now? Well, it, it, you would think that everybody would have the same documentation, but it's not. So some states do have the star and some states don't. So mm -hmm. you, it makes it a little bit complicated when I'm looking at an out-of-state um, mm -hmm. ID and then I have to go online to check to see if that ID is really that ID for that state. I would say maybe once or twice I've done such a thing because I mean the majority of the IDs do have to star. Yeah. Um, I don't have the star yet. Not yet, but not we, yet. you will. 
right? Yeah. So in Next your year. situation, because you're a Florida resident, I would be familiar with your Florida ID. But mm -hmm. if you weren't a Florida resident, yeah. then I would have to go online and check to see if your ID is valid for that state. Um, so there are some IDs that are, are questionable. Like, for example, the Department of State says that we are allowed to receive IDs from Canada and IDs from Mexico as long as they are within the first um, within five years and they're not expired. So that means five years back, but they're not expired today. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So um, how can I verify if a Mexican ID is real? Right. Yeah. How can I verify if a Canadian ID is real? A lot of that information you can't find online because some government agencies, they protect that information, mm -hmm. right? So sometimes I just have to go based on what I know. Um, you know, do you have your passport with you? Um, that you brought me, let's say you brought me an ID from Canada. Do you have your passport with you? And the person says no. It's like, how did you come into this country? So now I have to get into a little in-depth yeah. as to what your um, your status immigration status is and that's one of the requirements that Ron DeSantis has reinforced as of July 1st I have to make sure that your status here not just your ID mm -hmm. but also that your status is legal yeah you know which makes it a little bit more complicated it's like okay where am I crossing the line of invading your privacy where at this point, I'm just depending on Mr. DeSantis, you know. <laughs> but I guess soon, well, he said, go ahead and check this, his immigration status. We're, we're dealing that with uh, real estate right now. Right. The, uh, these people are not allowed to buy homes. Right. And we're like, how do we verify that? How do we that? verify that? Where right. are they from? How right. We're agents. We're just, we're just real estate agents. This person says, I want to buy a home. You come to me and say you want to buy a home? Cool. I now have to ask where you're from. Right. How do I verify that? Okay. I'm just a real estate agent. Very good question, Trey. So this is where I-9 comes into play. I-9 is for employers only at this time. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to change. It's going to most probably and most likely going to change. I can't foresee this, the future, but I think it will. And I'll tell you why. Because of all of these regulations that they're implementing, saying that we need to verify and verify, right? There's mm -hmm. this e-verify system. The e-verify system, which I was certified with last December of uh, 2022. So I... This is one of my most recent certifications. I became certified with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, um, USCIS, the Immigration Department, right? Immigration Services. So the Immigration Services created this um, e-verify system. The e-verify system connects directly with the Department of Homeland Security and the Social Security Administration. Okay. So how do I check your ID? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not verifying if your ID is legitimate legitimate or not i am just verifying that your i the, the your name and your information is in the system okay so at this point when you're gonna you're gonna give me let's say your i-9 form your i-9 form comes with your uh your i your residency card and uh workers permit social security card that it just says workers permit. The working is mm -hmm. allowed. He's not um, a U.S. citizen, but he has a permit to be in the United States. Yeah. 
and he has a working permit. Okay, so now I get those records with your I-9 that you're, you're the employer, you send me your employees, I-9 form with his social security that he has and um, the uh, proof of ID that he has. I now bring this information, I log into the Department of Homeland Security, of Immigration Services, and I input all of that information. And within seconds, Trey, the system will tell me whether you have changed your name and it needs to be corrected in your social security because it shows it shows it in one format on your um on your um uh, residency card but it has it differently in your social security card mm -hmm. so now it's giving you an, a chance of a period of eight days for you to make those corrections so you would have to go to the social security administration's office and make sure that your name matches your other status documents. So what does this system is, is doing now? It's now verifying. You were just asking, how do I verify? Mm -hmm. Well, for employers, there is now a new system. It's called the E-Verify system. That's where I come in. I'm an E-Verifying agent. I go ahead and I get all of that information. I even put it into the system and I verify that those IDs are correct. If they're not correct, then we give you a, a certain amount of days for you to correct it, and then you resubmit your application. Now, Ron DeSantis went a little in depth with this new law, okay? If you have an ID from another state like California, even mm -hmm. though it has the star, but you are not in the Department of Homeland Security system, you are not authorized to work in the state oh, of Florida. Okay. Okay. So even though you have a legitimate U.S. government ID that it was provided to you by another state, right? But that state didn't verify your immigration status but gave you an ID. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you could use that ID in Florida. It's funny that you say that because on a real quick twist, that's how it's going to be at airports too. Because, well... We flew to Detroit last week, and due to Mother Nature, not Detroit, but Mother Nature, right. we were stuck in Detroit for a couple extra days. That's why this is today and not a week ago. Um, my ticket was actually made with my wife's, inadvertently, the people that booked our tickets, was inadvertently made with my wife's birth date and not mine. Mm. My name, her birth date. Also, unbeknownst to us, they forgot to tell them that I was a male. Mm. So my birth date was wrong and I was a female. They mm. fixed the birth date. That's how deep this information goes. They didn't want my boarding pass. I had a boarding pass that said, William L. Heath III, hop mm -hmm. on this plane. There was no boarding pass that matched my birthday. Mm-hmm. And then we started reading the information, and that's what we said, well, man, we're flying a little bit more now. I'm going to have to get my license before my license expires, and my wife is as well, because both of us do not have the star because we were in that last batch of, mm -hmm. well, great. Or there's passport implications and different things. And so we were both like, you know what? Let's just start that process mm -hmm. now. And you are that facility that can help that process, mm -hmm. um, which more than likely I'll be probably coming out here to get my passport taken care of. So sounds great um, because it is 
whether or not you're a red-blooded American and you just don't like it is what it is. It is you're going is. into an era that everything is connected. Yes. It, All of the government systems are now speaking to each yes. other, which it wasn't like that before. And, and the immigration didn't know what Social Security yeah. was doing. Social Security didn't know what your immigration status was. They didn't really care as long as you had a worker's mm -hmm. permit, you know. And well, that's when I worked in agriculture. I was not allowed to tell somebody that their ID was fake. Right. I just had to make sure that there was enough numbers. And that was, I'd walk into a field and someone would bring me a social security card with eight numbers. Mm -hmm. I'd say, hey, man, <laughs> uh, did one get scratched off? What happened? And they're like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And they'd run away. 15 minutes later, they'd come back and they'd have a new one. And all I could do is say, okay, well, as a, I was born here, raised here. I'm an American. I'm a true-blooded redneck American. Guess what? If you want to hop on a plane, if you want to do stuff, just you're going to have to do it. Or you're going to be one of those people that fights it. And it may work for you and it may not. But here's the thing. I just want to travel. I need to go to places I need to go to. <laughs> and, and honestly, the passport thing, my international tennis players always had their passports with them. And they always were perturbed when they had to get visas, depending on where they were from. Mm-hmm. Honestly, just get a passport and it'll save you a lot of yes. time. It's a great, it's it'll, a great tool. You'll be amazed how many people have walked into our office uh, obtaining a new passport or, or renewing their passport. Ever since we started our services here, I would say just within this past month, um, about eight or nine new uh, passport applications and about three or four renewals. But in the past year, I think we've done about almost close to 70 to 75 yeah. passports just in, yeah. within this area, within just Frostproof area, Lake Wells area, and Avon Park area, Sebring. They've come to our office to get their passports either done. Um, and there's a lot that goes into that. We don't just do the form. We also schedule your appointment with the passport acceptance location. We break down the fees so like that you are aware of what all of those fees are so that when you go drop off your documents at the acceptance location, you don't say, oh, I wasn't informed that I needed to pay $35 here. Yeah. I just paid 65 over there and 130 over there. Mm -hmm. I have to pay another 35 here. Well, yeah, we break that down to you. We yeah. inform you this is how much is going to be over here, over here, and over there. Our services don't, do not just include preparing the documents. It also includes making the copies of the supporting documents. It includes making your copies. Because the least thing you want to do is send out your original documents, <laughs> like your birth certificate, yes. over by mail to a Department of State up in Washington, and then it being disappeared. Like, it's gone. It, yeah. They can't find your records because it was lost in the mail because some mail lady decided to put your mail in the back of her house and then shred all of that information <laughs> or burn it out. <laughs> what? So, yeah, that, those are the little things that, you know, records do get lost. So you want to get a copy. Not only do we give you a copy, a physical copy of your records, we also scan it and send it over to your email. So now you have 
this information mm -hmm. secured in your records. You know, that's what's we're going into a digital world. That's what we're going into. We're going into a digital world, and we, yeah. a lot of people haven't accepted it because we say, "Oh, I'm not up in the digital world, and I don't care about it." But that's the world yeah. that we are going. It's where into. we are, and, and I'm I'm old school. I I I fight some things. Some things I just kind of. I mean, I have an iPhone. I do a. But there are some things like, oh, that's old school. But guess what? I've avoided the star until I have to have the star. Well, guess what? I want to travel next year. You have to. May 7th. If I don't have a star and I fly on May 8th, I'm not going to be able to fly. No, you won't even be able, even as a U.S. American yeah. citizen. You, you may, can't do it. You may not even be able to come back into the yeah. country. So, <laughs> so it's one of those things like, it, yes, it's, is, it the, is it the finger on society? Mm -hmm. But it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And you're offering the services to make it smoother. Right. Whether you agree with it or not, it's, it is right. what it is. It is what it is. And if there's someone that can help you get through those, mm -hmm. you can yell and tell her all about it. Mm -hmm. She's going to help you fill out the paperwork and make sure that you can go to Cancun. <laughs> like that's all. It, 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 she's not. She, her opinion doesn't matter. It just doesn't like matter. yours doesn't matter. The this is what it is. I will tell you, I think it's ridiculous. I've been traveling all over the world in the country since I was knee high to a grasshopper, mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden I have to have a star on my license, or I'm fake. I've lived in this state since I was born, mm -hmm. but if I don't have a star, I'm not legit. Mm -hmm. I understand. I get it. Maria's here to help you. You can fuss. You can do everything. But get the stuff done. Mm -hmm. And I will say, just as a plus, get your passport. Yeah. That's just a bonus of, I don't care if you're never going to travel. It's just a bonus of having a document. If you need to get out of town mm -hmm. quick, guess what you can do? Get out of town quick if you got your passport. Right. So I did, uh, I'm not too certain of this, but I thought I kind of read an article this past day or so about um, airports now requiring you to show your ID with the star. Mm -hmm. By May 7th of next year. Or, or your passport. Your passport. Yep. And it's going to be whether you're, work, whether you're traveling national. Yep. Or international. Yes. It's not like you could just go buy a ticket and jump on the plane and go mm -hmm. to California anymore. No. Nope. It's not like that. If your documents are not up to date, they will require you to fly with a passport. A lot we of were actually talking about that at when we were in Detroit this past week, my wife and I. We are American citizens. And we either have to have this license with our thing on it, or I have to travel in my own country with my passport. I never, ever, ever thought I'd see that. But guess what? You have a service that can help us right. do that. So we're not going to get into the political part of that and no. all that. We're not going to do that. No. But, but, <laughs> so I do have one kind of, mm -hmm. kind of political question. Mm -hmm. Latin American woman in mm -hmm. good old boy town and frostproof. <laughs> How did you end up here? Okay, so... My daughter was recruited from Miami-Dade by Weber University um, in 2017. I believe it was June of 2017. And I came to Little Frostburg. Mm -hmm. And um, I, said, I said to her, 
I love this place. I, I had already been looking in different areas again because I had uh, gone through my divorce and then I went from Miami to Fort Lauderdale. From Fort Lauderdale, I was looking in Fort Myers, Port Charlotte, Sebring. Mm -hmm. But then I came to Frost Group in 2017 by chance because we were recruited, yeah. right? Um, and Coach Orr said, hey, you know what? I have this uh, position available. I think your daughter will do wonderful how about you come over and meet our school meet our staff see what we have yeah i walked in little old weber i'm telling you the school was this big mm -hmm. king i'm not kidding you this is before all of the sports uh you know how they increase mm -hmm. their land and all of that this is tiny school and i said are you serious like what's here and they told me nothing there's just this is Babson Park, and we have Frostproof, and we have Avon Park. I said, okay. So I reached out to a realtor um, who uh, also rented out her apartment to us, and we were living in Winter Haven um, on and off. I was still living in for Lauderdale, but my daughter was living here in Winter Haven when she was getting everything ready. So comes the end of July, we're renting the apartment, and I said to her, I'm going to sell everything I have, and I'm going to look for a house here. And she thought I was buying her a house here. <laughs> I'm not even going to kid you on that. She was like, okay, so we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a house, and I could rent out the rooms, and it's going to be paid all on the tone. And I said to her, no, darling. Mama's coming. I'm, I'm moving here. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is. Big. I have a 21-year-old daughter. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Like, I'm not buying you a house. I'm buying us a house. Yes. I love it. I love it. So that's exactly what I did. I um I went with Miss uh, one of the realtors in Winter Haven, Miss Tina Winters, and she's wonderful. I still do services with her, and um she took me to see about 37 houses. Oh wow. Oh, yes. You're um, one of those buyers. I am telling you, I, okay. I don't give up. That's fine. <laughs> hey, we all have those buyers that, that they're tough, but you find them and you're like. <sighs> yes. But I knew what I wanted. See, mm. and those are the tough ones, the ones that know that, what they mm. want. And if you know that you want a double garage, you want tiles um, instead of carpet, you you know, those are the little right, things right. that makes the adventure yeah. a, an adventure's adventure. I am so thankful for my wife. <laughs> yes. So I knew what I wanted, and it was hard to find a house here in um, Central Florida that I'm allergic to rug, even though I have rug in this business. Mm -hmm. um, if it's this the less lint, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. rug, but I am, I'll start breaking out. So I knew for a fact I didn't want uh, rugs. I didn't want to, uh, a house that was a little too old that I needed to do uh, things and all of that. So we moved in October 31st. And the reason why we moved in October 31st is because our closing was supposed to be uh, October 5th, but we had two hurricanes in 2017, mm, yep. and both of them were back-to-back, -back, mm -hmm. so that delayed our uh, closing, and um, when I, when they told us, well, your closing is going to be on Halloween, and I said, well, then I guess we're closing on Halloween, and sure enough, we went all the way to Orlando, we did our closing, we moved over here, and this is how we started our life here. Did I know that I was going to move to Frostbrook? 
No, I did not know that I was going to move to Frostburg. Did I know that I wanted to move to Central Florida? Yes, I did. So how have you handled the, because Frostproof has been stereotypically known as the good old boys club. And, you know, you've got the, we don't have to go into the companies, but the companies that have been here, and this is how this community was shaped. Mm -hmm. How have you been accepted? And I have a question for you, because you and I talked, this was around Christmas time, and so I have, how, how have you been accepted here? Well, as you know, I'm a minority. Mm-hmm. I'm a woman-owned business. Mm-hmm. Has it been challenging? It has, you know. But um, the most beautiful thing about this community is not only that it's a close-knit community, it's been a challenge to be accepted in the Anglo-American yeah. community yeah. that it's very Republican and they don't see... Um, you know, maybe I've been called liberal or maybe I've been called names. I really don't care. That's not why I'm here. I'm not here to create that idea because um, those are ideas to me. Yeah. You know, they're not really reality. Our reality is that I am a human being. I am here to provide a services. The services that I, prov- that I provide are community services. They're public services. So if it's a challenge and this is the challenge that God has put me up to, I'm up for it. This is his plan, not mine. This hasn't been my idea from the beginning. It has been God's plan. So if it's going to be challenging, God knows that he's put a thick skin on me, but I am up for the challenge. And that's one of the things I wanted, and I wasn't trying to to jump on top of that, but that is one of the things because I grew up in this area and I understand my brother and sister both went to Frostproof. They were multi-sport athletes. Mm-hmm. We grew up in the agricultural when the Ben Hill Griffins and the Lat Maxis and the company, the family that owns uh, the bank. And that was, this is how this community is. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. And the fact that this, this woman, woman, not we won't even go into that you're an ethnic woman. You're mm-hmm. a woman. Mm-hmm. You came in and started a business. Mm-hmm. And... I will never forget the first time I met you, we talked about how excited you were that they were doing the Christmas tree. Yeah. And I thought, you have embraced this small town environment. Forget all the troubles or the the chore of being a woman. Let's forget everything else. Just being a woman and an own business in Frostproof. <laughs> and I'm not saying the town is terrible. I, I'm not saying <laughs> I that. love this town. <laughs> no, no, it's, I'm yeah. not saying it's, it is what it is. It, mm-hmm. it is what it was. Oh, yeah. It is what it was. Um, it's going through forced growth at this point yes, because sir. people have sold their land and houses are developing. Mm-hmm. And guess what's going to happen? There's going to be forced diversification whether they like it or not. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. You just, oh, I mean, Lord. I mean, they, they, can't, they can't do anything. They can't do people, anything about people it. People sell the land. Guess what happens? They build houses. You like me or not, I'm yeah. still here. But I mm. appreciate the fact that you fell in love with the community mm-hmm. for what you saw, not what you were told. Right. And I speak highly of, I mean, we come down here and eat. We come down here and shop. We do We do things. Frostproof is what frostproof is. Excuse me. But, <laughs> but the fact that you have had the stick to it since 2017 to say, I want to be in Central Florida. I love this community. 
And now you run a business in not only in Frostproof, in downtown. Like <laughs> you are downtown on Main Street. Yes, sir. And that's the part that I find so congratulations. Thank congratulations. You. And Thank you. you are a pillar of the community because you are involved in things outside of your office walls. Yes, sir. And that's the part that I enjoy. And I, I'm not I'm not trying to be political. I'm not the facts are the facts. Mm-hmm. Facts are the facts. You came into a position that is probably not the most friendly environment that was possible. But now you're here. And you're still here. And I'm gonna be here for yeah. a very long time. And I don't and I don't mean <laughs> that you're fighting the no, system. I'm not I'm just saying I, when I parked before I came, there's a new taco stand. Yes. I can tell you, five years ago, not even possible. Mm-hmm. If I it wasn't it. the egg house or frostbite or the 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 the, the P and J's, it would not have been allowed. And now there's a taco stand. By the way, I was kind of hungry and I thought, okay, do I really want to eat tacos before I go do this podcast? So I might stop on the way. Oh, uh, they're the way wonderful. Out. I yeah. do the chicken tacos. Yeah. yeah. So, but those are the, imp- I don't know if I'm, pr- I don't want to say improvements because the town's nothing's wrong. That's the, the diversity that Diversification, it's yes. Yeah, diversification, and, and yes, sir. congratulations to the city for continuing to grow. Right. Um, I guess we'll finish with this because we kind of talked about why. And I, I, I love the answer about you did it for the family. You did it for your daughter. I do like the fact that she thought, hey, this is cool for me. <laughs> we just sold a house to a couple that bought the house for their son to live in. Well, and it's their investment piece. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder how the son feels about this. Like, is he think, hey, it's cool. It's my is party this, pad. Like, yeah. my party pad. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an investment piece for them. But, but guess what? It's also this kid's got a chance to kind of figure out if he wants to be a homeowner or not. Yes, sir. And all the challenges that come with being a homeowner. Yes. Um, yes. We do a lot of notice of commencements here, which is, you know, the notarizations for um, when you're putting up a fence or when you're mm-hmm. doing a re-roof or and stuff like that. And we've noticed that the majority of the people that are coming in are coming in from other states like California, um, like New York, uh, Ohio, and I've had quite a large amount of clients that are mostly from out of this little community, you know, Um, and they're always saying the same thing. Is it worth me being here? Like, what is there to do? There's nothing to do. Well, it all depends on how you feel and how you yeah. want to live your life. I knew I wanted to get out of the city. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to be in an environment that my services were going to be needed. So I knew that I wanted to be some somewhere in Central Florida because mm-hmm. it's, Central Florida is one of our biggest challenges. You know, the yeah. challenges. It's like it's you see low-income communities in places mm-hmm. that you didn't even know that existed yes like frostproof yes. you know it's a very it's a it's a very low-income community our medium here is about forty four thousand dollars a year whom who can live up of forty four thousand yeah. dollars a year barely anybody can um so being here it's also not just challenging but it's also an adventure because i get to help those medium to low income community members that don't, again, that don't know how to go through mm-hmm. the process, that leave it up to, you know, on their table because 
they can't get through it. Yeah. They, they don't understand, perfect example, how to do a loan modification. A lot of people through the pandemic did a lot of refinances. Well, now they're doing loan modifications, right? Mm -hmm. To balance out their, their refinance and all of that. Well, some people don't know how to do that. Yeah. That's what we're here for. We get those forms directly from your bank and we help you modify those uh, your loan. Um, court forms, self-help court forms, something as simple as a name change petition. Mm -hmm. People don't understand what a petition is. They don't, what's a petition? Well, that's the first form that needs to get filed when you're going to change your name. You know, so they don't know how to fill that out. That's what we're here for. We do uh, court forms, uh, immigration forms, power of attorneys, medical health care surrogates. Um, all of those forms are very much needed. It's not just, oh, okay, I'm just going to go move into this place and try to figure out what the diversities are. It, it, it's more in depth. You have to figure out what the community needs. How do you educate them on that? How do you educate a public like you don't know exactly what they need how do you educate the community so that they know oh if i do need this right maria's here well it's it's been one of our challenges i would say because how do i um let people know not just what i do mm -hmm. but that i am here yeah that i am here yeah you know a lot of people don't know that we are here a lot because our information doesn't get shared enough or because our information um it's not out there enough so how do i put my name out there would be like the most reasonable question right and apart from social media and all of that i do um what's called uh farm marketing mm -hmm. so i go back to my um clients that i've done services for i create a spreadsheet and i advertise and i do mailers mind if i get up for a second no, so no, that i can no. show you one of my no, mailers please, that i'm working please. on okay very good we're good okay so this is one of the last ones that i'm creating right now Thank you for your patience. Oh, no problem. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Okay. So for our advertising, what I do sometimes is that I create my own mailers. Okay. My mailers right now are th for this month. They're gonna have our employer agent services, the employer ver verification with the I nines, and then in the back, it's gonna have our other professional services, which is the paralegal services, the court forms, and then the print shop. Oh, we didn't talk about the print shop, but we could talk about the print shop later. So pretty much our mailers, we create them here in our office. I cut everything out myself. I will go ahead and I um, create the labels. I put in the labels and then I take them over to the post office with a stamp. How I create my list, pretty much, I go back to all of my real estate, so I wouldn't be surprised if you receive one. So I go back to all of my real estate agents that I've uh, worked with. I go back to all of my title agencies. I go back to all of my um, title uh, and real estate uh, attorneys. That's my first goal. That's my marketing goal right there. I go back to the title agencies, send all of these out. Then, remember, I'm doing all of this farm list. Yeah. I go through all of my notary um, logs. I have my notary log list with addresses and phone numbers. Now I have a list of market, 
marketing um, services that I could send this to. Then I also have my uh, fingerprint list. I send that to the fingerprint list. Yeah. I also have my court forms and my um, passport forms. Everything, I have it all separated. So I have a list of how many clients I have for each and every one of my okay. services. Okay. So let's say today I want to just advertise my loan signings. I know that today I'm going to send this to all of the realtors that I have in that list. I go back to my farm list and every time I gain a new client, there's an additional client in that list. And that's how I market my, my items. Now, am I looking to market broad, you know, market, because those are the businesses and those are yeah. the professionals. I'm looking now to start marketing to our direct community. Okay. Our community members. Mm -hmm. So lately what I've been doing is that I, um, we have a food drive here every two weeks. Okay. So every two weeks I print 250 flyers. These 250 flyers will say today's, uh, last week was uh, a special on flyers. Uh, we are doing 100 flyers for $79.99 and then there's an additional discount for every other certain quantities that you I read get. your blog I saw it yeah yeah go you can go online look at their blog and you can get the advertisement for yeah. Labor Day yeah you know and I'm mm -hmm. I'm thinking of extending it to November to okay. Veterans Day okay. um because we've been doing so good with it but um it, it's still up in the works you okay. know I don't know if I may bring another special I like I like to switch my specials around it's it's that's the that's, that's the, the beauty the, yeah you own it you right it, that's yeah. the beauty of having so many services today I could do a special on business cards or flyers tomorrow I could do a special on fingerprints and the day after that I could do maybe a 10% off on each uh, and every one of the notarizations that's a dollar off every notary it's ten dollars per notary yeah. so that's a dollar off comes out to nine dollars you're saving yourself a dollar yeah. you know so there are methods that I use these are my methods. That doesn't mean that they're everybody's methods. What works for me may not work for you. What works for you may not work for me. And that's very important to know that when you're putting yourself out there. Do we use other services? Yes, we do. We have the Frostproof Map. Um, we have the Lake Wales Chamber of Commerce. Um, we're currently not with the Frostproof Chamber of Commerce, but that's a whole totally different story. Um, but we were, and we are with the Rotary Club, and um, the Rotary Club has opened up a lot of a lot more doors for us. I'm also in the Women's in Business um, organization in Polk County, okay. and I'm I can't I can't join that one. Yeah. Yeah, um, so we're in the WIB for Polk County. Um, we're in Polk Source, so if you are an employer looking for services, you'll be able to mm -hmm. find us there. Um, we are in the in the FDLE website. Um, so meaning if you know how when you went to look for an agency that did fingerprints, you had to go through that website. We mm -hmm. are there. Okay. Um, we cover uh, Highlands, Polk County, and Hardy County. Um, we are also in um, uh, America's Famous Book from here down to Lake Placid because from here up to uh, Davenport, we mm -hmm. advertise through other methods, okay. which is, you know, the chambers and stuff like that. So from here north, we do chambers. And from here south, we do marketing with um, the uh, famous um, American book. Okay. Um, so there are different methods that we let people know that we are here, however, it's not enough.
Yeah. Marketing is never enough. And it's just tough because you can only be in so many places at one time. Yes. You you, you can, and, and that person that you meet at Harvey's, well, I don't even know if it's Harvey's anymore, the, or you meet at Harvey's, they're not going to remember what you do. Oh, yes, they, they have a business, they do something. But you're so diversified that, like, when Michelle and I go meet people, we're in real estate. There's not that much that we can do. We're in real estate. Mm-hmm. For you, there's such a variety of, of of services that you offer that it's, can you do that? You know what? If you don't know, call. Right. Just call and ask. Right. And if not, I'm sure you know someone that can. The only things that we cannot do, and it's very important that we do mention this because I'm required to mention it by the Florida Bar and by the National Notary Association. The only things that we cannot do here is give you legal advice. We cannot represent you in any immigration cases. We cannot represent you in court. We cannot tell you what to do. You can tell us what to do. If I ask you in this form, it says, what's your name? And you tell me, Joseph, you know, whatever it Mm -hmm. is, I have to go based on what you're telling me. I can't say, no, that's not your name, Trey. That's not your name. I know your real name, but I'm not going to tell you what your real name is because I need you to tell me that. So when I ask, what's your address? Because, you know, those are the main things that the forms will ask. What's your name? What's your address? What's your phone number? Your email? I ask those questions according to what the form says. If the form says, what's your physical address? I'll say, what's your physical address? You know, so I have to make sure that I go step by step um, and I don't give you legal advice. I can't tell you how to do your application. I can't tell you what to submit. I Sounds a lot like real estate. Yeah. We can't give you legal advice either. No. We always say, if you need that, consult an right. attorney. Just FYI, before we finish up, if you are hearing those crazy loud noises, Garth Brooks is either the thunder is rolling or the doors are riders on the storm or maybe the who rain on me. (laughs) Um, So you have your choice. But yes, there's we're in the middle of a approaching hurricane. I I heard Marie and I just wanted to knock this out. So um, yes, we are fighting through the elements. If the lights go out, we're going to finish this in the dark. (laughs) I I only have one more question. Yes, sir. Um, We've talked about a lot. Yes, sir. Um, what's the goal? What's the end goal with all this? The end goal is to be able to, uh, again, to provide the services to the people that are unable to get through the process. Okay. That is my goal. My goal, and it has been my goal since I started One Stop Public Services, is to be able to provide a service to our community, to our lower income community. Mm-hmm. Not to, I mean, yes, we do provide services to, you know, businesses, business owners and all of that. But our uh, main goal is to be able to have this diversity of community members be able to succeed on the things that they need. Even if it's just a simple, oh, I need to apply for food stamps. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got hit with a hurricane and I don't know how to apply for FEMA. Something as simple as that that I may see as simple, mm-hmm. but not an 81-year-old lady who is living in a mobile home and doesn't have internet, doesn't have a phone that is as 
smart as your phone yeah. or our smartphone, they're still using the old flip-flop phones. Which or was they, so nice. I know. <laughs> the analogs. <laughs> they're so nice. <laughs> or they still have house phones yes. because they can't afford a cell phone. Mm -hmm. So those are the type of people that we are helping. Okay. And believe it or not, my ultimate goal is to continue to help our members of our society because they can't be left behind. Yeah. They can't be left behind. Somebody has to do the job. Somebody has to help them. Yep. You I, know. That's that's a great that's a great ending to this. I I knew I wanted to come down and talk to you. I, I I've I've known it. I I just enjoy your personality is infectious. I, Thank I really you. enjoy it. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you want me to ask you? Are you were hoping I would ask you? I think we covered a lot. Okay. I think um I think we covered a lot as to why I'm here, what my purpose is, what our services are, how I got here. Um, so I really want to thank you for giving me this opportunity again. I mean, I've never had this podcast, you know, again, I am into the digital world, but this is something new yeah. for me. So every day we learn something new. <laughs> well, it's very low key, very casual. I'm, I'm a fairly casual person, mm -hmm. um, very informal. And I just like sitting down with people who like like I said as we got towards the end of you're in an environment that was not the norm mm -hmm. and you're here mm -hmm. and you've you've you have infused yourself in this environment in this city in this community and you're doing good for the community as well as running a business That's and there's right. nothing wrong with doing good and earning a life That's right So congratulations Thank you um, I would like to thank Maria we, we see each other on Monday nights at Rotary on the Ridge in Lake Wales. But if you need services and you don't know if it's a service that Maria can offer, just reach out to her. The One Stop Public Services, reach out to her. You can find her on Facebook. They have a web page. They actually do have a blog. Um, and you can go online and you can see it. Stop in, see them. I got my, I got my fingerprints and background check done for my broker's license. So um, it's, and it's, guess what? It's here. Yeah. You if don't you're have from to Lake Wells, all the way to Lakeland. <laughs> yeah, if you're from Lake Wells or Sebring or in that area, honestly, it's really convenient because for us, I was having to go to Lakeland to do everything, and it's really nice. So I want to thank you very much for joining me. Thank you so very thank much. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. I appreciate you um, too. This has been the Beyond the Curve, the Curiosity Podcast, sponsored by Michelle and Trey Real Estate. Yes, the storm must be approaching. It must be. Because we can <laughs> definitely hear it outside. And uh, we'll see you at the next episode. Bye-bye. Oh, before we leave, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. before we leave, I want to say thank you to our uh, audience who will be looking at these videos. And um, I appreciate you guys. So, again, my name is Maria Treminio. I'm the owner of One Stop Public Services. I am located at 115 East Wall Street, Frostproof, Florida. Our phone number is 863 uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> 9490579. Our email address is onestoppublicservices at gmail.com. And our website is www.onestoppublicservices.com. Come and visit us whenever you're in town or visit our website. Um, it's still in the works with the printing and the scanning uh, page. I don't know if you noticed that, but it's going to happen yeah. soon. <laughs> no, and that's a great service to offer. Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, honestly, it's downtown frostproof. If you if you like little if you like little old towns, 
Frostproof is a little old town. Yes, sir. And if you turn on Main Street and literally drive downtown, when I was sitting here, I took a picture of the train passing by. You did? Yeah, oh, a, that's so adorable. Yeah, and it's like the train literally comes downtown. Yeah. And it goes by. Yeah. And and that's this community. Mm-hmm. And and that's where Frostproof is. That's where you've that's where you've ingrained yourself, and that's where you've started this business. Yeah, and I'm loving it. Yeah. I really love it yeah. here. Yeah. So, <laughs> again, thank you guys for watching, and we will see you all next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.